Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being in studio. More so as we start our series on local club rugby. Now that it has started, we over the next seven weeks we'll obviously be speaking to representatives from the various Premier Division clubs to hear their feedback on the previous weekend's games and and the weeks that follow thereafter. And uh, yeah, we're starting off with the old stalwart tonight, so quite excited about this. Yes, we are. In studio, we've got Mr. Malcolm Kennedy from Varsity College. Malcolm, welcome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mark. Nice having you, Malcolm. Um, we're going to talk some Springbok rugby, the squad being announced, um, the referees that were named today, and then some Rainbow Cup and then the big one, KZNRU Club Rugby, that started, or the league started this weekend. Starting with a with a Springbok squad that was announced last weekend. Um, Mark, your thoughts? Well, as per as per usual, there's there's many people that would be happy with the side, and obviously there's a few that wouldn't be as happy. I think in general, the public would be happy with that. Most of the players that played in the in the World Cup that we are still champions of in the, the last World Cup. Most of those players have been have been included. Um, there's a few surprises, I think, but yes. that's the normal the normal case, Malcolm, and you'll come in here just now to, to share your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I think I think there's a there's a few surprises and in my personal opinion, none more so than a than a Scarra and Tobeni from from the Stormers. I'm not yes. for one second saying that he doesn't deserve it, but I think um, there are other players that that in that specific caliber that is also worthy of it, and I think just from a general general perspective, probably I suppose part of the reason why one thinks like that, Malcolm, and you can come in here maybe is because he obviously plays um, off the bench more often than not, um, and I think that is part of part of the reason why why someone would think think that is the case. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, Malcolm, but I think in general uh, the team selection is, is reasonably spot on. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you, Mark. I think, you know, I'm, I'm also not a, a big Skara and Tabani fan, but I think you'll probably find that it's a horses for courses kind of thing and they've picked him for a specific reason. I think for me, the, the biggest travesty of the whole selection was the admission of Marcel Kutsia. Yes. Because he's been absolutely phenomenal all the way through. I mean, uh, his form is incredible. So for me, he should have been there. Possibly now with the potential injuries that uh, have come about, you know, he yes. might get a recall. I really hope so because he deserves to be there. Well, there's, there's uh, when when Rossi and them spoke on the weekend when the team was announced, they did speak about if there's a if there's a withdrawal, and obviously, unfortunately, Dwayne Vermeulen is very close to that. Um, they did say that, that they'd obviously have a look at him. But, you know, if you also think about the reasons given as to why he wasn't selected and now two or three days later, no rugby has taken place and then he has to come into the side, then obviously you need to ask that question. Yes. They could just as well have selected him on the weekend. Yes. Um, but, you know, if uh, you, you brought his name up now. So if you think about it, if you look at a loose trio and you look at a guy like Peter Steph de Toy yes. and... Marcel could see her and Dwayne Vermeulen as your three Lucys. 
Yes. Uh, I think they would keep any team in the world busy. So um, yeah. I agree with what Malcolm is saying, and, and I think he would have been a, a massive omission for us. Um, yeah. yeah, 100%. Talking, talking about surprises to me, um, I was quite surprised to see the two, the Prea brothers here, Dan and, and Jean-Luc, and then also uh, Luit de Jager. Um, they were saying that Luit won't, won't be fit after that injury. Yeah, I think, I think his recovery and, and uh, both Luit and... Um, Eben. No, no, uh, other lock. Uh, Ergie Sneijman, I mean, they, they're yeah. all on the on the mend, um, and I think they're there and there about. But I think what they're doing is obviously they're looking at the line specific and not and not Georgia uh, test matches. Yes. So they'll be ready by then. Um, but let's just go back to the to the the Priya brothers um, overseas where they're playing at the moment. They are actually playing quite well, and um, I think um, they they would obviously be there and there about for a lock flank combination. Yes portion because that's how they play up there as well um, but both of them have actually played quite well so I don't think it's a surprise I think it's a it's it, it bolsters our, our team quite well they're quite aggressive but I think you know if you look at sales sharks they they have quite a number of of players in the Springbok side yes. but I mean in general I think it bodes well for for South Africa because a lot of these players that have come in actually play against those players overseas and they know exactly what to expect from them yeah, and they probably they've probably had a lot more game time now than what our players have had, and against a, a bigger variety of opposition. Yes, you know, exactly. We kind of okay. end up playing the same teams week in and week out, and and eventually you, it becomes like just a, a matter of road kind of thing. You're doing the same thing over and over. Um, my concern with the Dupree brothers, brilliant players, hard players, and and players that any coach would want to have in their team, but also very prone to ill discipline, giving away yes. yellow cards, and you know, and you can't afford that if we if we're playing the Lions. So if if Yako and Rassi can get it right, I don't know, maybe then they can get them. But you don't want to you don't want to like dial back the aggression either. Yes, mm. yeah, no, it's difficult. You... you know, you've got to find that that sort of balance. Yeah, I agree with you, but I think with the with the Rashi and and uh, company, I think they the setup that they've got. I think all the players buy into that, and they for for a change actually want to be part of that and want to play for them. And and the Dupree brothers will know they were part of the setup, so they're obviously hungry to be back. And they know if they step out of line, um, Rashi and Jock are are that type of people that say, right, this is where we're taking the box now going forward. No one steps over the line. If it's a repeated yes. infringement, you might find yourself out of the squad. Yeah. And then the backs, we've spoken about the forwards quite extensively. The back line, any funnies in the backs? Yeah, I won't say funnies. Uh, well, I suppose there's a few. I mean, you can mention a guy like Roswell Speckman. Um, you can mention a guy like Mornay Stain. So I can, I can only assume a guy like Mornay Stain would have come in like a... John de Villiers or a Skulkberger or Skulk Brits maybe in the World Cup or whatever that will steady the ship. He's been a form player. He's been there before. Yes. Um, obviously, he's not going to be first choice, not even second choice, I assume. Um, but there, you know, there's so many others that you could have selected. You can come home here close to, to, to us at the Sharks and, and, and have a look here. Um, there's quite a few places that you could have gone. For me, building, going into the next World Cup, um, as if I was the coach, I might not have gone for a guy like 
like Francois and like Mornay Stein. Stein. Because, you know, if you have to, you've always got a Franz Stein that can possibly take that position if you if you need to. But, I mean, I think there's a few. And as I said, Rafael Speckman, I think, is also a, a big surprise. Um, but yeah, in general, I think I think they've they've done well. I mean, Wanda Silas and Omani from, from the Lions, I think yes. he deserves a crack. And, I mean, he's a youngster. Then we've got our own Apilele Fassies and so forth. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see the combinations that they select. I suppose from a centre point of view, the Lucanio Elms and the Damien Dalentis will be your centre oh. pairing. Um, so there's many guys that that are in and out, and and I think another one maybe Malcolm that is a that is a surprise is Yao Penke. Um, although he's a good player, he's he's only come onto the field now basically in 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 the big league, um, and the Sharks have got three wingers in that in that same space. Yeah, no, I agree. It is a bit of a surprise. I mean, he wouldn't have been, certainly wouldn't have been my first choice, I think. Um, but I think they're trying to also balance, you know, it's a, it's a it's a very tough balancing act because you've got to ensure that you're balancing the youth with the experience and that you're also bringing in the, um, uh, what do we call it, the... Okay. You want to make sure that you're getting the transformation going as well. So yes. I think there's there's a big balancing act that everybody's got to do. And quite honestly, I, you know, I I think pretty much any one of the players that are in there is very capable. Definitely. Um, I, I just think I, I'm excited. I'm really excited by the youngsters that are coming in. The Wandili Similanis and and Fussy as well. I've been a big Fussy fan from way back when he was at school. Yes. And I think if those guys maybe get a, a shot against Georgia or something like that, you know, they, they're game breakers. So no, it's pretty I, much the same yes. as a Colby, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I think I think we are fortunate that we've got a few playmakers in, in the back line and the guys that can, can play in various positions but can take the opposition apart if, if given enough clean ball. So, um, and, and what is good about this, Gus, I think, as well, is the fact that there's some youth, yes. there's some older hands, and, and I think, oh, I'm putting my hand up here now, to say a guy like Mornay Stein um, won't be in the reckoning for the, for the next World Cup, um, but the balance of them in the back line, all of them, maybe not Roscoe Speckman, um, but they're all young enough to play in the next World Cup, and I think this is a massive stepping stone for South African rugby, um, and we can, if we can make it happen, I think we will set us up well for the next World Cup. I think what we've said here is the selectors had more more of a headache trying to figure out who do you leave out than who do you put in. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, and if I can just go to a guy like Jasper Visser. Um, I heard the other day who the heck is Jasper Visser. Um, but I mean, he himself is obviously a. a, a, a he will make his debut if he plays for the box, playing overseas. I mean, he himself has been playing well, you know. So I don't think yeah. any of these guys that have been selected haven't played well. And and yes. in past, a lot of times you go on name, and I go yet to Mornay Stein. A lot of people saying he's past his sell-by date, but I mean he's actually played very well for the Bulls. And part of the Bulls' success was built around Mornay Stein. So I mean he is in form. Yes, he's on the on the wrong side of thirty, um, but I think the youth and the and the experience hands here will will set us up well for the for the Lions series. I'm sure they will. Then talking about the announcement of the or the naming of the referees, 
Um, I see there's only a couple of South Africans, four South Africans, Yaku Paper, uh, AJ uh, Jacobs, Marius van der Westhuizen, and Marius Jonker. Your thoughts, Malcolm? Yeah, well, I think those are pretty much uh, some of our top referees. So, I mean, I, I'm quite happy with that. And I think Yaku Paper must rank amongst the top three refs in the world at the moment. So thoroughly deserves it. And Marius Jonker also. I think you'll probably find Yako will do most will do most of the refing duties and the others will be ARs and, and um, the TV. PMOs, yeah, definitely. So yes. I th- I, and I agree with you. I think from from who we have and, and who's been around the block and experience and that that is probably and you don't get more experience than both Jakub Paper and Marius yes. Jonker, you know. So um, and good luck to those gentlemen and well done. Definitely well done. And then I see there's quite a few French referees in here and then a mix from all over the world. Yeah, no, it's quite interesting. And, you know, like, like players, the referees uh, try and perform as well to be selected into positions like this. And it's great to see, you know, if and yet again, if it wasn't for rugby and and the world looking after the COVID pandemic and, and trying to let us play and all the governments involved to, to give us the green light, this yes. wouldn't have happened, you know. So we we thankful sure. for all of that. Just thankful that it, the tour is actually taking place. Taking place, yeah. And Very, in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think the other thing on the refs is that they also, the same as players, they need game time. So, yeah. you know, if we, our refs are refing the same it's, games, so it's the same styles. If Whereas the French refs are now refing a multitude of games, and that yeah. makes a huge difference. As well. It does make a difference, yes. No, unfortunately, it is. And, 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 you know, one feels for the referees, like let's say in South Africa, if there's no rugby, then they don't ref. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's not like in the World Cup where you get selected and they all fly over there and you ref continuously. Yeah, you have to wait for whatever is happening. And added to that, if, if a COVID case comes in, then obviously the game is postponed and then they don't ref either. So it's a, it's a vicious circle. It is a vicious circle. Then moving on to the Rainbow Cup. Um, played this past weekend. Um, Lions 21, Sharks 31. Well done, Sharkies. Bulls 31, Stormers 27. Mark, your thoughts? As you can see, I'm licking my lips. Um, <laughs> I think this, this coming weekend's game between the Bulls and the Sharks is, is obviously a final for both teams. Um, and, it's, and it's great. I think uh, if you look at the weekend's games that, that obviously took place, the Bulls narrowly beat the, beat the Stormers at Loftus. And uh, it was also basically last minute. Yes. Um, because the, the Stormers were leading right until the end. Um, the Lions, on the other hand, the Sharks were ahead narrowly at, at halftime. And then I won't say comfortably. I mean, 10 points isn't much. Um, I think from a coaching point of view, you sit on the edge of your seat waiting and waiting for the final whistle to go. But, I mean, it, it, the Sharks knew from the beginning losing the, the previous two games on the trot. They knew what they had to do. Yes. They knew they had to get a bonus point. Um it was a tricky one because the Lions had, had won the previous weekend, so they would have been on a high. Um, but well done to Sean Everett and, and his troops. And, um, you know, this weekend against Jake White, we're playing at home. And uh, hopefully we can pull that one off and, and, and ensure victory for us. But the problem herein lies, I think the Bulls only need one point to go through to the finals. Mm. 
So we're going to have to have a massive defensive effort. And then obviously we need to get those log points going. Your thoughts, Malcolm? Yeah, I agree 100% with Mark. And I think it, it's... I'd like to see the, the Sharks winning this weekend, but I think it's going to take a massive effort against the Bulls. Um, but, I, but I believe they're taking one game at a time uh, kind of thing, having chatted or having attended the KZNRU AGM a week ago, and Edward Kutia was chatting about it and giving feedback, and you could almost feel that they're taking one game at a time, and the Lions yes. game was the first one, and they've crossed that hurdle now, so now it's on to the Bulls. I think going forward, it's going to be very tough for the Sharks. Yeah. You know, obviously, yes. they've got the, the game against the British and Irish Lions, which is in Joburg. They've got to go into a bubble for that. Um, so I think they're out for about 10 days or something, and I think they're taking 29 players. Um, and then in addition to that, you've got Curry Cup happening at the same time as well. So you've got to field the Curry Cup team, and you've got your Springbok players now in the Springbok squad, and you've only got a, a finite number of contracted players. So now you've got to start looking outside the box, basically, and trying to look at club players, look at uh, varsity cup players and maybe some overseas players on short-term loans and that. So I think part so of... So yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough task for the Sharks over the next couple of weeks. And I agree 100% with you because part of part of the Springbok selection is that all Springboks have now been withdrawn from from the Rainbow Cup. Um, Sharks, I think we lose nine players. So um, it's oh, not... Ten, ten today, yeah. Uh, who's the other one that was included? Bongi mm -hmm. Manambi. <laughs> oh, yeah, with him. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%, yes. So, so <laughs> no, 100%. So, you know, if you if you look at that, that's a massive loss for the Sharks. In any case, having said that, um, the Bulls are also affected yes. in that. The difference, though, I think that the Bulls' depth and the, the way Jake White has, has planned this whole thing from the under-20s right through, or from under-19s right through, they've probably got more depth than any other franchise in South Africa at the moment. And added to that is their winning culture that has come through over the last year. Um, as Jake White said, he wasn't, he wasn't concerned at all throughout that whole game against the Stormers. He knew they'd win. You know, and that's a mindset that you have, and you back yourself right until the end. Um, so I, I agree. I think, uh, look, my heart says Sharks, but I think uh, Sean is going to have to put his seatbelt on for this one. Oh, but Jake's also coming home in any case. Uh, True. It's, it's, a, and then, it's a home game for him uh -huh. too. No, yeah. and, then, and then obviously whoever wins here, and if the, if the Bulls don't get a bonus point, then we have to go to yes. Treviso, I think it is. To play in the final, and we yeah. could we could be end, we could end up playing Munster in the final, and that in itself yeah. is going to be a tough nut to crack. Yeah. So, any case, but good luck to them; they deserve to go there. Yes. Then, moving on to the sad news: the Lions Rugby Union suspending all rugby for the next two weeks. Malcolm, your thoughts? Yeah, look, it was it was always going to be inevitable. Um, so. Essentially, what the way the way it works is that they've got a, a threshold. So um, they basically look at. I'm not sure exactly how the calculations work, but it's based on your infections in your provinces um, yes. and that type of thing. And there's a specific threshold, a percentage, 
that they look over. And if it goes over that percentage, then they suspend everything. So um, my understanding is obviously that they had a meeting yesterday, all the provinces were SARU, and I think there's two or three provinces where the road BS has been suspended. I would think, I know that it was, I think, uh, Griquas and the Lions, and it seemed today that EP also had 11 players testing positive or something. I don't think they're too far behind. So luckily at this point in time, we quite far off of that. So hopefully we'll keep going for another couple of weeks. Hopefully we won't get cancelled. You never know. Yeah, I think part of that, if you look at it, you know, from a KZN point of view, if uh, let's for argument's sake we'd say we are unfortunate and they suspend us in call it two weeks' time. Um, you know, our leagues have just started and obviously we continue right through, I think it's still mid-September, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember correctly. Whereas the Gauteng leagues have been, they've been in action for a couple of weeks now already. Yes. You know, so if you look at the way they've done it, when they come back, then it's two weeks or three weeks before they can start playing again. You know, so with, with KZN, I mean, if we, let's say in two weeks' time, we get stopped and they say, right, they suspend it for two weeks and then... Technically, it's another two weeks before you can start playing. So you're looking at four weeks extending yes. it. Then we go right into the end of October, beginning November. Then it becomes difficult to, to fulfill the fixtures. Yes. You know? So um, it makes it very difficult. And, you know, week in and week out, one just hopes that you have another game to, to play. We've been deprived from this for, for 18 months or, or whatever it is. But ultimately... Um, players' lives and, and family lives and that come first and that is something that we need to look after and it's our responsibility to make sure that all of that is taken care of at practices and and at the games, you know, so which makes it very difficult because as we all know at Club Rugby we don't we don't test as often as we should be like they do in a professional setup. Yeah. Um, but we do everything in our in our power to, to try and prevent everything, you know, and like but willing, everything will be fine. So let's hope. Let's hope. Then we move on to the big one, the KZNRU Club League that started. Um, just going through the results, Premier League, SA Home Loans, Collegians, Durban Collegians, 82, the Mums and Toti, 0, uh, College Rovers, 59, UKZN PMB, 14, Vox Crusaders, 23, Varsity College, 5. Malcolm, if I can start with you, your thoughts on these games? Yeah, look, obviously, I think we all knew Toti's in a, in a rebuilding phase and it was always going to be difficult for them. Um, I think Collegians always come out with a strong side. doesn't matter... You know, year in and year out, people say oh, they're losing players and you know, this is happening and that's happening, all the normal preseason rumours. And they always tend to be unfounded because they always come out with with a strong side. So I'm sure yes. Mark will be able to give us more insight into that. But yes. I think you know, it was a tough fixture to start with uh, for, for Toti as well. Yes. Um, I think the Rovers... The Rovers game is always going to go Rovers' way. Rovers have actually got an easy run in 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 the World Cup at the moment because they've they've got they're not playing any of the top sides. I think we play them the week after next. Um, so their first three games 
would be, I think, I'm not sure when Tati plays in Mark. I think yeah, we play them Tati in plays weeks. in Yeah, so Richards Bay, um, UKZN, and, and Toti, which for them would be easier sort of games that allow Thanks, them time Malcolm. to... Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> but, it, but it allows them time to basically settle the, mm. the um, positions and everything like that and get the team yelling properly before they take on the varsity colleges, crusaders, collegians kind of thing. So they've got an easier run in. I think even this last weekend now playing UKZN, um, you know, I think the score could have been a lot higher than than what it was, but they're obviously now trying to settle on their their pairings and that. Varsity College um, and and Crusaders game, that was a bit uh, it seems to be uh a bogey team when we go and play Crusaders there. Um, I honestly can't tell you what went wrong, but it's just like they weren't there on the day. You know, and, and the first half was they they could just as well have stayed at home. And then at halftime, the coaches uh, had a couple of choice words with them. And then all of a sudden in the second half, they came and played. And the second half ended up a 5-5 draw. And I mean, yeah, what can I say? I mean, it was just a tough, a tough day at the office. Um, there weren't, there was no, no, neither side were dominating, and that's what made it so frustrating. You know, it was actually the second half was a really good half, but so many mistakes, so many tries left out on the park by both sides. To be fair, um, but yeah, could have gone either way on the day. Just going on to the the second teams, um, Durban Collegians, forty five. Toti, zero. Um, College Rovers, 43. UKZN, PMB, 15. And then Vox Crusaders, 22. Varsity College, 19. These games seem to be a lot closer than the the first team games. Mark? I agree. Uh, you know, if you if you follow any any sort of club rugby, you'd understand that more so Premier Division... The, the the gap between your first and seconds is is quite huge, so traditionally, your your second stringers would be there and there about. Um, the odd club would obviously have stronger players or a better setup than than yes. the other one, on occasions. But in general, um, I think Malcolm, you'll know you've been in part of Prem for a long time now. But in general, depending on who who plays on that day, but it could actually go either way. Whereas with the Prem sides. Uh, your first teams, you know, there all your real strong sides or your players play in those specific sides. And then what also happens with the prem sides is, if you're fortunate enough to have enough players, your whole bench would be fresh to play for your first side. Some clubs, your your second team players that have either played 40 minutes or 60 or even 80 minutes, then go and bench for your first side. So that makes it very difficult. Yes. Um, but traditionally, I think the second stringers are let's say your top four clubs, um, mm-hmm. on the day, anyone could possibly beat yeah. the other one, you know. So I don't know if you agree with me with that statement, Malcolm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it always is like that. And I think that that is what's going to be telling a telling factor this coming weekend because obviously having gone through games on the first weekend, um, there are going to be injuries here and there in every team. And it's the depth in within the club that's going to tell now in each club. 
So um, I think you'll start to see maybe those scores getting either less or bigger, one of the two in the second side. But I think the first sides will start to hopefully narrow a little bit. I hope so too. <laughs> Talking about depth in the clubs. Uh, sorry, I just want to go back to you. I don't know why, though, but you excluded me in talking about the Premier sides, which I do agree with. Um, but I just like to go I, back. I, I just thought I'm going to spare you. <laughs> no, I don't mind. That's why, that's why we host the show and we uh, we talk in general. So although I blush, I'll take it on the chin. The men's mentality weren't on the button uh, this past week, and we all know that it's going to be a long season. Um but just just my take on it before I get to the to the Toti side, um, Malcolm. Just uh, and I'm and I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm bringing in varsity college here. Um, just from a from a spectator's point of view, you know, you always back. Let's say the Sharks now. You always back the Sharks to win, but on the day, if you don't pitch, then the possibility of you losing or losing with a reasonable margin happens. I mean, the Sharks yes. found that out two or three weeks ago. Um, and I go to VC specifically now, Malcolm, where you guys played in the final against Crusaders. Um, but you also played against Collegians in the, in the Flyer Cup and so forth. Um, and based on the Flyer, the surprise, oh, not that it was a surprise, but it would have been a surprise to see the scoreline of the VC Crusaders game on the weekend compared to the Flyers. So just on that, and I know things didn't go according to plan, but would there have been a difference because you're playing for a trophy maybe in the Flyer where this was just the first game? Or how do you think it panned out that VC specifically weren't on the button? Could it also have been because you you played them in the Flyer and you knew that you could possibly have had them and, and, and won that tournament as well? Or would it just have been a thing that maybe you underestimated them or the guys weren't really focused? Because those are all possibilities at the end of the day. And I think I think there was there was a loss of a little bit of a loss of focus. I think there were a couple of guys that were off their game um on on Saturday and that contributed to it. But I also think we had a specific plan in mind and, and um, the the trophy in the fly had nothing to do with it because we had already decided our sides and how we were going to play it long before the flyer. So we knew, sorry, I want to sneeze. Uh, we knew that we were playing Westville Old Boys prior to the flyer and we knew what we were going to put out there and we knew the first game and the second game. Even though we didn't know who the opposition was, we had squads in mind to play there and then the the sort of final um, trial, if you want to call it that, was when we were going to play Toti the weekend before last. Um, as it turned out, we ended up in the final against Crusaders, so there was always that um, sort of thought, do we, do we go back on our word and change it and put in who we think are the strongest players or do we stick with what we had said to try and make sure that we're covering all our bases? We've got we've got a lot of depth at the moment yeah. and a lot of really good players that are sitting in the second side that we wanted to actually have a look at against Crusaders. And then some of those didn't pan out in that game. You know, the cup and the trophy had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And we thought, okay, well, we've still got the Toti game, so we'll fine-tune everything and then we can 
we'll go into the Crusaders game. As that panned out, you know, we, we were put on a COVID yeah. um, holiday yeah. for a week and and, <laughs> so you, and we didn't get to play Toti. So we couldn't actually work those things out. So I think you'll, you'll see a different side this weekend. Not necessarily too many different players. We had one or two injuries, but we've got players sort of waiting to come up. Um, so it's not a not a major issue, but I think the the mindset and they settled now in their patterns and everything else as well. So yeah, I think that'll that'll make a change. Really? But I don't. I just think that that sort of interruption of the preparation, um, not the training necessarily, but our preparation yeah. played a bit yeah. of a part. No, definitely. And then just uh, you know my my take on. Um, SA Home Loans and, and obviously Mamsam Toti, we, we were part of that. Um, look, we, we always knew that it was going to be a tough, tough encounter. Um, you yeah. know, the scoreline the score line is, is never nice to, to have a look at something like that. One thing that, that one, and, and maybe everyone doesn't understand this, and, and I'm not using it as an excuse at all. Uh, we all know that we, we're part of a building phase at the moment, and I don't know if you know this, Malcolm, but I said to Ian... Ian Lazowski and them after after the game last weekend that out of my match day 22, there was only one player that had played first side before, four, four MMs and 30. So we had 20, 21 debutants um, and playing Premier Division against a quality side like, like Collegians would obviously never be easy, more so when you have all those debutants. But... You know, it is what it yeah. is, and, and we knew from the beginning that it's going to be tough, and we know we the did. rest of the season is going to be tough. And, you know, hopefully over the next few weeks, if, we, if we're if fortunate enough to, to continue playing, the guys, because some of the guys only started training with us on Thursday, by the way, Michael. Uh, Michael, listen to me, Malcolm. Um, so, so part of that yeah, was... I was called Mark earlier. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Gus into his eyes, you know, and then I thought, okay, let me call you my Michael. <laughs> No, so maybe it's because I'm feeling so sad that I call you Michael. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Your second name isn't Michael, isn't it? No. So um, let's yeah. stick to rugby, Mark. Let's stick to rugby. So uh, you know that is that is part of it. You know, and and if you if you're part of rugby or any team sport for that matter, you know that when new players come into the fray, it takes time for them to understand each other, and more so rugby where there's defence and there's attack yes. and so forth. But give credit where credit is due. Uh, Collegians um, deserved it thoroughly. They they really put us under pressure and scrum time and, and so forth. And, uh, yeah, it can only go better. And we're looking forward to the rest of the season, seeing how these young boys uh, start maturing into their specific positions and, and all of that. And, yeah, to Crusaders, um, to Barry Brown and Sean Jones and Dusty Noble and all those guys, um, they're obviously the team to beat this year for now. Um, and I'm saying for now because they're riding the wave, but I know the varsity colleges and the Rovers and the Collegians won't take it lightly because those are your four top sides uh, with respect to UKZN, Maritzburg and Reaches Bay. Um, you know, and, and as I said to them on, on Saturday, you know, they, Collegians and yourselves now, um, are the only ones to stop them really. And... The proof will be in the pudding, you know. So good luck to all of you, though. It's going to be a cracker. Talking yeah. about, I think, I think, uh, sorry, Mark, you and I both had away games as well, which is also tough. You know, it's tough to play at Collegians, 
And I think it's as tough, if not tougher, to play at Crusaders because of the support from the from the south end of the <laughs> yeah. park. Can can I can you I tell you when you spoke about easy start to the season or a tough start? Can I give you the four first rounds of a Mamsam Toti Rugby Club? Right. So we played Collegians away this weekend. That passed. We're playing Crusaders at home on Friday. Then we play Rovers away the following week, and the following week we go to Reaches Bay away. So how's that for the first four games of the season? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, not easy. Talking about depth in the clubs, um, going to the under-20s, uh, under-20A league, uh, Durban Collegians 31, UKZN Durban 12, College Rovers 43, UKZN PMB 5, Box Crusaders, 12. Varsity College, 34. That's a good one for you guys, Malcolm. Yeah, it, it is. It's been, a, it's been a funny year because, um, you know, we, there's, there seems to be, well, there's a big, because of the, these schools obviously not playing rugby last year, you've suddenly got a dip in the number of, of players coming through in it. Yes. So, um, I think for us it was it was good because the vast majority of our players are either students or or local you know locals from around the area yes. kind of thing and not all of them have played first teams and that so it's we've, we've had to work on it to to make it happen I think yeah it was a good win um, and we've had a good preparation going in as well yes I think. Um, Crusaders put up a fight, but uh, I think the lead with, that we started out with, because I think we scored like 19 points very quickly, kind of thing. And when you've got a 19 point lead, it is a little bit easier yes. to, to get on. Scoreboard pressure is always good. Can, can I ask, yep. uh, can I ask a, a prediction from you for, for the season? Um, obviously, obviously. You have collegians out here. They've got two sides in the league. Um, you guys also have two, if I'm not mistaken. No, we've got one. Only one. So, um, and then you look at all the other clubs that are partaking. Who do you think would be the front runner for the league this year? Varsity College. You guys are the reigning champions, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think it's going to be it's it's going to be difficult because. Collegians have probably, well, not probably, Collegians have got the most uh, academy players there. So, so that's what's enabled them to have the two sides. Yeah. Um, we've, we're starting to now, we've, we've got like quite, a, quite a fairly large contingent on our, on our books. So in a normal year, we normally run somewhere between like 55 to 70 players in under 20s, which gives us two sides. Um, this year, we at the moment, I think we're running at like 46 or something, which sounds like two sides, but as you know, Mark, no, players no. don't come to practice and, you know, it's, uh, so we end up with one side and a bit kind of oh, thing. Oh, well, you bring but in injuries and everything, so... Yeah, but the players that, that are there and are practicing and that... It, it is a good side, so I expect to be in the top two at least. Okay, good. Um, but I think Collegians, Collegians will be up there. Uh, Rovers also a possibility as well. Yeah, good luck. Good. 
Uh, first division scores for the weekend. Westfield Old Boys, 119. Jaguars, no. Um, UKZN Durban, 40. Belito Dolphins, 8. And then the second teams, Westfield Old Boys, 81. Jaguars, no. UKZN Durban, 29. Belito Dolphins, no. Your thoughts, Malcolm? Yeah, listen, Westville All Boys can quite easily play in the Premier Division. I mean, they they are a first division side packed full of former former Premier Division players yes. who are now wanting to still play competitive, but not as competitive as Premier Division. So yes. uh, they're going to be tough to beat this season in the first division. I think you know, the only team that I see that will possibly give them a run for their money would be Hillcrest, but yeah, I, I tend to think Wob will, will go yes. away with it this year. Yeah. I I tend to agree with you. Um, I definitely think they they're capable of of handling themselves quite well in the Premier Division. Um, obviously, we all know when you go into Premier Division, it's a it's a different kettle of fish week in and week out. You play tough opposition, um, but from a pre-season preparation point of view, we played. South Coast Warriors, Hillcrest, and uh, Westville Old Boys. Yes. And uh, definitely when you look at structure, when you look at fitness levels, when you look at communication, uh, Westville is in a league of their own. And more so, the simple reason that, as you alluded to earlier on, many of them um, are ex-Premier Division players, and many of them have actually played together at those Premier Clubs for years. And you could just hear it, in the, in the general communication while the game is on as to where they want to go and how they want to play and hold on to the ball and offload now. And, you know, in a, in a, in a, in the, and they well, well, they're a well-drilled side as well. So if you go prim and you listen to some of your top clubs and how they communicate and whatever, you won't see a difference between Westville Old Boys and some of those top clubs, you know. And, and Rob Scott and company have actually done quite well with them at, at Westville. And... I think it's only a matter of time before they're part of the Premier Division sides. Let's see if they, they want to come up. Oh, they first need to win the league, but they have in the in the past and they're the reigning champions. And I honestly, and, and maybe uh, I'll put it on record, I'll eat my words at the end of, end of the season, but I agree with Malcolm. I can't see any First Division team stopping them. Westfall Old Boys. Yep, definitely. I definitely think they're going to keep the title and maybe then they will challenge to go to Prem. Let's see. Do you think, Malcolm, you think they'll they'll join the, the Premier League? I, I, I think they'll win the first division. I don't think they'll join the Premier Division. Purely because oh. there's, a, there's a, a difference. The players that they've got now want to play in the first division. They don't want to play in the Premier Division. Right. So if you now join Premier Division... You may, in fact, discourage some of those players, and and then you need, you know, you you're hoping you, that right now they've got the sponsors um, backing yes. them because they're a winning side. When you move into the Premier Division, there they they'll be very competitive and they'll probably be in the top five, but I don't see that they're actually going to win the Premier Division, and then your sponsors mm -hmm. start to to get nervous again, and you know you start yeah. to lose sponsors. So. Yes. It's possibly better for them just to stay in the first division, keep their sponsors, 
and and keep winning and build the club that way. But part of that is your depth clause as well as to how many teams you need to have and really yes. under twenty one side and we all know, I mean we, we sit in that same boat where you struggle to, to field under twenties and that, you yes. know. So um and, and I agree with you, Malcolm, as as much as I I love the coaching staff and the and some of the players there and whatever, um it makes it difficult if you go into Prem. Um, and some of those players, because they're playing there, now they're going to go into Prem. They might now not want to play first side anymore, and then it becomes a struggle because, yes. like Toti did when we lost 17 first first team players, you don't yes. build that overnight. And like no, like don't. us now, you go through a building a rebuilding phase, and it makes it very very difficult. Yes, does. Um, upcoming games for this weekend. Um, Mark, you're shaking your head, so I'm going to start with you. Thank you. <laughs> Amams and Toti Rugby Club versus Vox Crusaders at Amams and Toti. Welcome to Toti. That's well, all I can say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's going to that's look. It, it's it's always going to be a difficult encounter for us. Um, Barry Brown and them have asked that we change the game to to Friday night, Friday night. which is nice for the players. You know, playing under lights. Um, so I'm quite quite excited about that. But we know we we up against it. Um, obviously, as usual, the Terriers won't lie down and we'll, we'll take each stride as it comes and we'll try and prepare as well as, as, well as possible. Um, look at a bit of footage here and there and, and see how we can do certain things. But we know we, we're up against it, um, but we'll give it a good shot. And then Malcolm, Varsity College versus um, SA Homelands Durban Collegians at Varsity. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, every every year when we play collegians, I'm always pensive and, and nervous for the game, but I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, I think the players are looking forward to it. They, the, the mindset is different. They're going in with a very positive mindset and, and uh, they're going in to win, basically. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that we, we can actually pull it off on Saturday. So can I just ask if you make that statement, do you normally go in not to win? No, we're going to win, but I'm always very nervous that we're not going to win. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, I agree with you. Look, you never take the field not to win. So, um, But it is. I think it's going to be a, a, a tough a tough clash and, and uh, two good sides at it um, with good coaching staff and so forth. So, um, yeah, I'll give my predictions when, we, when we're done with the show. So. <laughs> Um, then the the third game, Richards Bay coming in uh, for the first time into the league, having had a bye last weekend, versus College Rovers. College Rovers having to travel to Richards Bay. Always a difficult one. Malcolm? Yeah, that's, that's a different place to go and play rugby. It's, yeah. it's always difficult to play in Toti, and it's like twice as difficult in Richards Bay. <laughs> um yeah, Rovers won't lose. I don't think they'll lose, but it's going to be a very difficult game for them. I think they'll, they'll probably, points-wise on the board, they'll, they'll maybe put 20 or 30 points at least on Richards Bay, but I think they'll probably leave there with a couple of guys with a bit of niggles and stuff like that. It's a hard field. It's, it's, hard, it's hard playing rugby there. That's all I can say, you know. That's not what you want to do. Do you think they'll take their full strength first side? Uh, I 
think I think they might leave out one or two. Um, you don't want to risk everybody going up there. Um, but I don't think you can take you can never take Richards Bay for granted. You know what I mean? It's it's easy to sit here and say Rovers will win, but we've seen stranger <laughs> things happen before. So. <laughs> Your thoughts, Mark? Yeah, I'm just smiling because you know, if for for the listeners to understand what we're saying, is if you look at Curry Cup rugby, for the Sharks to go and play in Kimberley, um, that's basically what Malcolm is saying. Yes. So if you don't take your best side, yeah, you can expect to to get a hiding. Yes. That's just as it is. Um, I mean, the Sharks have gone with their best side to play in Kimberley, and we've also lost. Yes. So that's a similar scenario at club at club level. Um, they don't travel well, but when you're there, it's a, it's a luckily and luckily for club rugby, there's no spectators involved because when you go play there, they've got a hostile crowd. And when I say hostile, not that they want to deck you when they're there, but they're very vocal, they're in your face, they let you know that you're in Richards Bay and you're playing their players. And when you get off the bus, then already you know you're on a, you're on a place where you don't really want to be. Having said that, my, uh, Michael, here we go again. <laughs> Having said that, Malcolm, um, they host very well and they're nice people and whatever, but the playing playing side of it, it's, it's tough to play. And I, uh, um, being Rovers as Rovers are, I would I would also think that they would be too good to to lose against Richards Bay, but it's definitely going to be a tough, tough one. And then travelling back, you know, makes it even worse. So um, it's a it's a far distance to travel, but you know, I think I think they'll they'll just put them at the end. They will, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Malcolm. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your input and your thoughts. Thank you. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Cutsy. Yeah, it's been nice chatting to you guys. Nice, uh, nice having you, and thank you once again, lastminute.com. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and if I can just uh, make a last um, quick one on the Varsity College Collegians game, um, I'm sticking my head out here, but I, I also think that it's going to be a close one. But I will put my five cents on Varsity College to take this one. Which is Thanks, a tough, tough decision, it. but I, and only because you're sitting here with us. So, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, I really, I really do think that um, that uh, you guys are capable of of being right up there this year. So I think it's going to be a tough one, but I think Vichy can can take. I this think one it's going to be a tough nut to crack the other way, and I'm not a gambling man, so I would say I, I'm definitely not going to put money on this one. But you still say Vichy. only kidding only kidding thank you very much Malcolm appreciate your time thanks Malcolm keep well thank you thank you Mark thank you very much for your time your input once again and thank you always always a pleasure being here and awesome having quality people in in studio like Malcolm and and all the other guys that have been here in the past and always nice to talk rugby just hope we can continue after the the line series so I'm sure we will into all the clubs all the best for this weekend and uh, may totally surprise everybody sure we will (laughs) (laughs)
From myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron, thank you for listening to Touchline and have a great rugby week.